there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This crowd rises to its feet. Pataro slams it home. Garland left wing. Three ball. Perfect. Garland part of the lane. Locked. The Mobley pow. And Allen blocked the shot at the rim. Pow with the left hand and a foul. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Cavs Media family. I'm your host, Justin Roan. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Fubo TV. Watch over 100 channels of live sports and TV for half the cost of cable. There's no contract and no commitments. Try for free at FuboTV.com. The Cleveland Cavaliers are coming off back-to-back wins over the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks. Carter, Carter Rodriguez, my co-host, we are going up the quad into the gymnasium. We are streaking. How are you feeling, buddy? <laughs> God, man, what a fun couple games that, you know, felt like, you know, Boston, I was, I was, you had the luxury uh, of watching the Boston game, knowing that uh, we were going to win it, uh, you know, all the, all the stress. And, you know, I kind of was like, oh, it's going to be a let down game against New York and that's fine. And then they put on the clamps, Justin, the clamps <laughs> in the fourth quarter, only allow 15 points, uh, a, a, a verifiable deluge of three pointers uh, to, to sink the New York Knicks. Um, my God, man, are they, are they fun? Uh, even on even on a night where like JP was clearly still kind of grumpy uh, during his post game availability because of the, how the first three quarters went, it didn't matter. They just they just absolutely sunk them. Yeah, it, it's amazing the resilience that this team has shown over this five game winning streak because obviously they are without Darius Garland and they've been lifted by the amazing play of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, was absolutely spectacular tonight with 38 points, 12 assists, two blocks, and a steal. I think a lot of people are going to frame this as, oh, you know, like a revenge game against the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. But he just put up 41 on Boston. Was there revenge on them? This is what he's been doing this season. He is playing at a legitimate MVP level right now. He has deserved those MVP champs to this uh, chance to this point. And, you know, it's... Really, really encouraging when you look at this game. This is a night where Karis LeVert didn't shoot well at all. Uh, he got some assists, and I thought he played really good defense on Jalen Brunson in the first half, but didn't have his jumper. Jetty Osmond, who has been a 
reliable contributor for them on the offensive end had a cold shooting night. Didn't matter because you had Dean Wade, Kevin Love, and other guys step up. And it's just another really impressive team win in a start of the season where you look across the NBA and a lot of teams that have more continuity than the Cavs are having trouble kind of finding their groove and their footing to start the year. Yeah, man. Well, I think it's really cool. You know, you mentioned that Karras, you know, has has a rough shooting, well, a bad one. He didn't yeah. make a single field goal uh, coming off a 41-pointer. So, you know, Karras giveth, Karras taketh away. But with that said, I thought it was so cool Justin, that the team could close with Isaac Okoro, who has been marooned on the bench, uh, with Dean Wade, who has often not been uh, closing games because Jetty has been closing games, mm-hmm. uh, with Kevin Love over Jared Allen. Um, and, you know, like, and the lineup's no worse for the wear. You know, it's so cool. <laughs> like, they have so many options. JB can pull so many levers. This, I mean, you watch just schematically, this Knicks team is a nightmare matchup uh, yeah. uh, against Kevin Love. Like, they have nothing for Kevin because that Donnie-Kevin two-man game. Okay, so you try to trap the ball handler. Kevin just slips and hits an open three. Uh, you uh, you try to hedge. You can't get back in time. Or yeah. Donovan just turns the corner. Kevin hits the three. You switch it. You have Julius Randle guarding Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> like, layup line. Like, they had, they were able to get so many good looks with the personnel they have. You know, I think, I feel like this game, I, I was texting a buddy of mine, Ben, uh, who is a big Knicks fan. And he said, it felt like the Cavs uh, played the first three quarters uh, and then plugged the controller in in the fourth quarter <laughs> and decided just to, to, to end it. You know, they, I feel like they so very much leveraged their talent advantage over the course of this game. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, while I agree with that, like I, I think the Cavs have shown over this stretch that they have another gear in the fourth quarter. I don't want to frame it, though, like they were kind of plain sloppy or, or half-ass uh, for the first three quarters, because I thought the Knicks actually played a really good game. Like The Cavs came out looking sharp to start this game. Uh, Mitchell was on point right off the bat. And the Knicks play a style of defense that I think we've seen give the Cavs troubles at times this season where they play really aggressive on the perimeter. They have length, RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson, all these guys play really well on the defensive end. And I thought they did a good job forcing the Cavs to get into their sets late in the shot clock. There were a lot of times where they the ball did not cross the three-point arc until there was only about eight seconds left in the shot clock, and we would have to kind of force up a shot in those situations. The, the offense would stagnate as a result of what the Knicks were doing, and the Knicks were turning all of those opportunities into fast breaks. They were pushing the pace. You could hear Thibs uh, mic'd up the whole game screaming to push, push, push. And I thought they had a really, really good game plan, and they played a really high-level game uh, for the most part. But the Cavs in the fourth quarter especially, like um, you look at Dean Wade, the job he did, uh, well-deserved well junkyard dog chain. I thought it might go to Kevin, but I, I love the inclusion of Wade. Uh, he had the, the second-best plus-minus uh, for the Cavs on the night. And the guy with the best plus-minus for the Cavs on the night at plus-24 was Isaac Okoro, who you look on the offensive end, and there were times where you could tell he was thinking. Uh, he had an extra pass to Kevin in the corner that I thought he could have taken that initial three. Uh, you Still showing some hesitancy there. But he played one of the best defensive games of the year. I think his best game of the season, where he he took Jalen Brunson out of the game. 
and really made a valuable contrib- contribution on the defensive end. And that was Brunson the story went, Brunson went one of four in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, only only got one three-point attempt up, one assist. Yeah. I mean, just completely a non-factor. I mean, in fairness, not a single Nick was a factor in the That's fourth true. quarter. I just <laughs> thought they, they put on the clamps so hard. And, you know, uh, I, I was digging some numbers after this game, and, like, it's just crazy to me how much better this team gets after they have a half of seeing a team. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of it you can credit to JB lighting them up at halftime, which he did against Orlando uh, by all reports. But, you know, you look at tonight uh, in the second half, they they held Boston to 102 uh, offensive rating in the fourth quarter of 62 mm-hmm. against Boston in the second half, an 84 defensive rating in the fourth quarter is 71 <laughs> yeah, against Orlando in the second half an 87 and in the fourth quarter, 88. So they are a team that, you know, it's funny. I was doing a little reverse jinx action against Boston. I didn't want to tell anyone, but I said, mm-hmm. I don't know if we got the stops tonight. Uh, you know, just hoping to see if maybe we could. And, you know, what's been interesting about this team is they got the stops every night uh, when it's mattered. Um, you know, they they have really, really been. And it's not that they've been a bad first half team. They're plus 8.1 uh, per 100 possessions in the first half. Uh, but it, it's a much more offensive game. They're yeah. they're putting up 120, uh, 121 offensive rating and allowing 113. The second half that's dropping down to 99.6. And then of course in the uh, in overtime so far they're a cool 90 plus 91.6 <laughs> net rating so yeah. far in those 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I mean the fourth quarter has been their quarter. I, we saw the first game of the season. Uh, the Cavs ran out of gas. Toronto out executed them. Um, and they kind of showed their experience, right? The, the experience they had through continuity, what they're able to do on the defensive end. Since then, you look at this five-game winning streak, and the Cavs have a plus 38.6 net rating in fourth quarters of wins. And that is a league-best mark. Uh, Tor- Toronto's right behind them uh, as the second-best net rating in, in fourth quarters of wins. Um, but the, the Cavs have been a two-way force in those quarters. Uh, uh, 82.9 defensive rating, uh, 121.6 on the offensive end. Like They are getting it done on both ends of the court in the fourth quarter. And I think it really goes to show the level of preparation this team has that they are able to make adjustments because they've gone through scenarios in practice and, and throughout training camp. They, they had that extra session of training camp working together and, and trying to eliminate some of the learning curve. And I mean, those growing pains are still there. Like there are times where you can tell guys don't necessarily know the hierarchy yet. Uh, they they'll clamp up a little bit. They'll make mistakes. Uh, they're still getting comfortable with one another. But when you have a leader on the court like Donovan Mitchell, when you have the backline defense of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, when you have guys coming in off the bench like Dean Wade, Robin Lopez, Jetty, Howell uh, Neto that are all able to come in and contribute, that helps t- kind of turn those growing pains and those learning opportunities. They're not as costly because they're able to turn those games into wins. And um, I, I could not be more impressed at this 5-1 and one start. It's it's really, really impressive. And to me, I, I think a lot of the credit has to go to JB Bickerstaff at this point. Yeah. I mean, JB is playing or is, is playing, is, <laughs> is just been coaching out of his mind. Um, I really do think this team, he has this team's ear. Yeah. You know, you, you hear them cite um, uh, his influence all the time, you know, out kind of 
unnecessarily. You know, it's not like they, you know, what did, what did coach to know? It's like, they'll they'll kind of go out of their way to talk about kind of the way he challenges the team, the way he, you know, holds them to a, a certain standard, the way he works with guys. And, and, you know, I, I, ever since Kevin kind of came off the bench with grace and, you know, kind of talked to, and you hear about, how it's the way that JB as a communicator kind of helps set those expectations. You just kind of get the impression that he is just the kind of guy that really understands what people care, you know, how to talk to people, how to, how to, how to challenge them, how to engage with them. Not, you know, I think so many times players, when you hear players coach, you almost think like a good hang, like a sycophant, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, hey, you guys are awesome, you know? Uh, but like, to me, like, you know, I think JB is a true players coach in so far as like, he kind of knows the measure of each of these dudes. And and that really, really matters. It, it really matters. And I think when you look at how prepared guys are to come in off the bench when they're out of the rotation, like Isaac Okoro, the, the fact that you have the confidence in Isaac Okoro to come in for Karis LeVert, who has been really good for the Cavs this season, uh, that you can have Dean Wade, that you can have Jared Allen coming in uh, or sitting uh, for the end of the game because, hey, we're going to go to Evan Mobley and Kevin Love here. Uh, we're obviously going to go back to you at a, another opportunity, but just, you know, closing with whoever the hot hand is and and having the confidence that, hey, the, the trust is there in the locker room. Everyone's willing to make the sacrifices for these wins. I think that is something that only can be developed by going through it in practice and, and having those open uh, forms of communication where everyone knows what the expectations are. Everyone knows to stay ready because you never know when you're going to be called upon. You never know when someone's going to have an off-shooting night. And you look at Karis LeVert, um, and I, I think in some ways it's, it was kind of predictable that he'd have a little bit of trouble against this defense because they're just so uh, physical and aggressive and his handle can get a little loose against these teams. And I think you saw that the Knicks perimeter defense was even more effective uh, as they went deeper into the rotation. And, you know, you, you kind of had some of the reserves in there and uh, the Knicks were really able to put the pressure on. But I, I just thought it, it was so impressive that the guys that were called upon, you know, Coro and Dean Wade and, and Kevin Love, that they're ready and that the the starters all come out with, with grace. And I, I would expect those guys to be ready for the next game because that's kind of the culture that they've set this early in the season. You're absolutely right. And, you know, but the whole thing doesn't work without the linchpin, right? You know, yes. like, like yeah, it, it's all well and good to swap out, you know, your your peripheral <laughs> players, your, your second, third, fourth, fifth men. Uh, when you know every freaking night you're going to get a damn near 40 burger, oh Justin. Can we talk about Donnie and just how freaking good he is? Because, you know, when we had Tony Jones on, and I really recommend if, if you're you know, if you're going through a bit of a pod drought and you're trying to, you're waiting on the next Chase Down episode and you didn't listen to Tony Jones come on the pod uh, right after the trade and talk about what kind of player Donovan was, he laid it all out there for us. Like he talked about what an elite player this guy was, but he, but what, you know, really latched in my brain about what Tony said to us was Donovan was very unhappy with how he played last year. Yeah. He thought he had a bad season, you know, for what he expects of himself. And I'll tell you what, this guy's playing like a guy who spent all summer pissed off at himself uh, and, and pushing himself harder and harder. Yeah. 
No, it, it absolutely looks like that. I mean, uh, he's, he appears to be in fantastic shape. Uh, I, I know he always looks like he's in great shape, but th this seems like another level. Uh, the explosive dunks he has, I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to it. Like, uh, there, there was one time where it looked like he was going up for a dunk and, and he ended up drawing a foul instead, but he hung in the air for like three seconds and changed his mind of what he was going to do. Uh, the, the spin move was incredible. The three point shooting, like the catch and shoot, man, the, the, the play, the first play in overtime against Boston, mm -hmm. where he starts on the right wing, runs through two screens at, at, at least a half sprint squares up and hits a three after having already played over 40 minutes, like the conditioning, the yeah. foot, like the, the footwork, you know, making sure that you're, you know, he constantly gives himself a shot to, to make the, the attempts he's taking mm -hmm. like that. It's, it's, it's freak athleticism, but man, is it also conditioning, man, is it also craft? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And the, the three point shooting is remarkable. Like the, the fact that the Cavs got up 53 pointers tonight, that's the second most in a regular season game in franchise history. The record was set against the zombie Raptors in that weird uh, game after Christmas Day where I think they only had one rotation player and everyone else was replacement guys. So let's call this the, the most ever set against a real NBA team. Like, the, And they did it without Darius Garland. And I, I think the, the fact that Donovan Mitchell is able to go out there and put that much pressure as a shooter that makes your pick and roll that much more deadly. And I, I think it helps him because in that podcast with Tony Jones, uh, he was talking about how the jazz would even stagger Mitchell and Gobert because that, that was kind of the two linchpins of their team. But that takes away the, the ability to go out there with the pick and roll. And when you have, Jared Allen, who's a great screen setter. Robin Lopez, that's a great screen setter. Kevin loves a threat as a pick and pop guy. You have multiple playmakers. Like it really feels like Donovan Mitchell's offensive game has been unlocked in a lot of ways where he can get himself free. And it's not the same equal opportunity to the same extent that Utah had, where, you know, you, you have Bogdanovich, you have Ingles, you got Conley and all these guys. And, and you it's kind of like beautiful game stuff that uh, Warriors fans even get upset about where it's like, hey, you know, like, let's just spam some Steph pick and roll. Like, let, let's spam these easy possessions because we can do the beautiful game stuff. But at the same time, get take advantage of what your strengths are. And that seems to be something that JB Bickerstaff is really good at doing is let's amplify what these guys do well. And it, it really does feel like another level of his game has been unlocked. And I'm really curious to see how this ends up looking once Darius Garland is back in the mix, which seems to be coming closer. It, it, it seems like we're, we're inching towards there. there. There's reports that he's able to open his eye now. That's good. He was uh, having non-contact practice uh, today without the goggles in on. The, so. In the junkyard dog picture with Dean, he had his glasses off. So good sign. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're looking for breadcrumbs at this point, Carter. Yes, we are. One thing I'll say about Donnie before we move on. That mm -hmm. I was that I was thinking about watching the game was I think both of us were like he might be our best player this year. Yeah, yeah um, no, he is. Yeah, if he's not, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> then we're winning the championship because this dude is unbelievable. <laughs> no, no, this, this is a honestly, this is another level of Donovan Mitchell that I don't, I don't think we've seen. Like it's the the passing. I don't think the passing gets enough credit too because he he's been so explosive as a scorer. But like the twelve assists tonight against a, a good defensive team in the Knicks, like he was making beautiful reads to guys. And I'm just obviously you don't want him to have to do this every single night. 
but the the fact that he is able to do this and that the, the fact that he's able to kind of be uh the, the tide that ri- rises all boats here like it is incredible just how good he has been on the offensive end of the floor and honestly his defense has been really good too like i, I mentioned it he's got two blocks and a steal tonight he's he's really committed on that end of the court and when we had that podcast with Tony Jones, like that, that was one of the things he talked about, which was, hey, he's got more support around him this year. Let's see if he's able to back up his word, because he was very honest about needing to improve on the defensive end, needing to improve his conditioning and improve and, and get back to that all around game that he can bring to the table. And honestly, this was the gamble that the Cavs were making when they made the dawn of the Mitchell trade. They were banking on the fact that they had enough depth to make a consolidation move and still have guys like Laverde, Dean, Jetty, uh, maybe Windler at some point, and Okoro step up on the wing and, and fill in what they were losing. And they were also making a gamble that, hey, with more help around him, his efficiency can improve because he had only had one season with league average efficiency prior to this year, uh, and that he could improve on the defensive end. And so far, all of those things seem to be coming to fruition, which I wouldn't have expected when you don't even have Darius Garland in the lineup. So the potential of what this roster can be is getting to the point where it's getting really exciting. Like, Carter, does this feel like to you what we went through at the start of last season where we were optimistic based on kind of where the consensus was on the team, but there was enough little signs where we're like, hey, this might be a little bit better than we even expected. I'm getting those vibes about this season already. Yeah, 100%. How could you not be getting those vibes right now? Um, You know, they are playing. It's funny. I don't even think they're playing like. like, They can be better. I think JB's been. Let's just say this. I think JB's been rightfully grumpy, you know, at least half of the game so far this year. So, you know, and, and, you know, what's interesting is, you you talk about Donnie's defense. I don't think he played very good defense the first three quarters of this game. I think he was just okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was a little less locked in. It but, was a little know, more I, gambling than the the locked in possession yeah. by possession. Yeah. And and what I think really is important is you know when you make a trade for a super duper star with a, a tenuous defensive reputation, um, you're kind of set. You're kind of hoping and praying that you get 2016 Kyrie in the finals at minimum, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, Hey, you might not be a great defender every night or every quarter. And that's fine. But when it matters, when we need you to, can you, can you help us get stops? And like, (laughs) I think what we're seeing is Donovan can help us get stops. Now it, it is interesting to think about the fact that, you know, the defense, the defensive rating has still been awesome, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're playing huge again. You know, they're playing yeah. Dean at the three again. So, you know, maybe I, I do think the burden is lower on him in these lineups than it will be when he's, you know, sharing 24 minutes a game minimum uh, on the floor with Darius. Um, but also the offense should be so much better too that <laughs> it's it's hard to nitpick. So, you yeah, know, like especially I, I do, when it I do looks think like we the... have more to learn, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, on, and, on that front. And, and especially when it looks like the one of the bigger kind of holes in, in the defense right now is transition and a lot of those transition opportunities come off of misses right so you kind of hope that 
having a, a better offense with Garland out there. And, and Garland will play good positional defense, but you just won't have the same luxury of, hey, we're going to throw Karis LeVert on a Jalen Brunson to start this game and, and hold them to two points in the first half or, or go to Isaac Okoro in the fourth quarter and and turn his water off. Like you, you're not necessarily going to have the same option, although you would assume that JB is going to have the same strategy w- with Garland and Mitchell. Uh, where if one of them doesn't have it and he sees something with a different unit, he'll he's going to ride those units, right? Because the, Dude, the accountability I, I goes JB, through. JB's given F meter is so low about that sort of thing. I just think he's <laughs> just going to do whatever is right. Like exactly. I, 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 that's one of the cool things about JB. I think as a coach thus far is like I just don't think he. I think he always will defend himself with I made the the call to play the guy who was playing better. You know, and like, I just don't think he cares that much. You know, I do think um, that's where a guy like Darius is going to be such an important leader because he's been such a selfless player. Yeah. That, you know, you you hope that you got, we have our, you know, our Tim Duncan, our Steph Curry uh, on this team that, you know, you just got someone who, uh, you know, holds himself to such a great standard that, that, that it empowers the coach and, and organization just to do what's right all the time instead of catering to them. And I think the Cavs are firmly in that zone right now. Now, will they be, you know, in the long term that, you know, we'll, we'll see. But like right now, I think JB is super empowered to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think Mitchell getting to this level of comfort already with the Cavs, I think that's actually going to make it easier for Garland to come back because, you know, Gar- Garland's just going to feed hot hands, right? Like, he he is a guy that is always looking to set people up and, and get people in their spots, keep them comfortable, keep feeding them. And, um, like, you look at what the Knicks did on the perimeter defensively, you're not going to be able to do that to the same extent when it's Garland and Mitchell out there. You're you're able to, as our buddy Nikias Duncan says, add a little more window dressing to what you're doing offensively and disguise it, right? Where, okay, we're, we're giving it to Garland. It looks like Garland's about to initiate a pick and roll, and then he kicks it to Mitchell, and instead the action's actually coming on that side of the court, right? Like, you're able to disguise what you're doing when you have more offensive talent there, and that makes it harder for defenses like Toronto, like Orlando, or the Knicks that have that length and can get up into you, that makes it harder for them to deploy what they want to do defensively. So I'm, I, I think Mitchell being at this level of comfort is going to make a th- lot, a lot of things easier for him and make this transition easier because I do expect when Garland comes back that there's going to be some miscommunications at times, right? Like you get comfortable with one group of guys and when you reintegrate a a significant part of the team, as much as he makes guys better. And I I think life is going to be easier for uh, Mobley, Allen, and and even Okoro in, in particular, there's still going to be, you know, those little growing pains, but we've seen over this winning streak that you can have those growing pains and still come away with the win. You can still dig deep and and get it done when it matters most. Yeah, um, I, I think their margin for error is just really good right now, which is awesome. You know, it's it's what you want to see as you're figuring out how to implement a new player, new 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 rotation, um, and you know, fight through a very very competitive East. I mean. Uh, it is also worth noting, Justin, that the Cavs are now officially in the top five in offense and defense Ooh. in the league right now. Something I don't think I would have dreamed of um, <laughs> uh, for this season. Obviously, who's to say that's going to maintain? But they've put some really good teams uh, yeah. so far, some really good defenses so far. So, you know, I, I think that the dream for me 
I think I forget what we talked about, what, what predictions we made, but I was hoping for like 15 and five, you know, like defense stays great, but offense gets, you know, uh, you know, inches up towards Pat, a little past league average. And like, and, and, if they're and like is this, the Homer being four on defense and I think eight on offense was, yes, was where I was hoping. Naturally. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, they might land there. So, yeah. you know, I, I really think that if this team is going to be a team that's going to live in the top five of both uh, all season, then we really need to start reevaluating kind of what kind of team this is, man. Cause you know, I was talking to my, I was talking to my brother who, uh, was uh who joined us at the at the orlando game and you know he was he's been kind of diving back in uh to basketball after a little hiatus and he's like what why aren't we the first year steve kerr took over the warriors like like that team no one thought that team won 67 games you know like and obviously he's very very high on them uh Mm -hmm. right now and uh you know obviously everyone's feeling the good vibes but like sometimes teams just go freaking nuts you know, mm-hmm. and like this is a team that got appreciably, appreciably better. And I just think I just think in all of our preseason evaluation, we were still treating the Mitchell thing as, OK, we lose Lowry, but we add someone who's like 10 percent better than Colin. Yeah. And that has just been. <laughs> yeah, we, we were low just, on that. Yeah, we were just too low. And like yeah. stars matter more in basketball than anything else. So I do think we need to probably start, you know, like. As we hit like the first trimester of the season, the first the one quarter mark of the season, like if these numbers are really start, are are really holding there, we should start getting a little more reckless. And God knows, I love I know you love to hear that. I I absolutely love to hear that, man. It, it's it feels so good to be back in a position where you have a player that feels inevitable, where any deficit, you know, you feel like you still have a puncher's chance to get back into it because. The, the impressive thing over this stretch, it's not like the Cavs have just steamrolled these teams. They've been down. They've faced adversity in every single one of these games. Like, you get out to a hot start against Boston, and in Boston, they come back, they get a big lead, and you claw back and take that game from them. Like, that is something that veteran teams do. That's something that, like, contending teams do, that they... they can reach that other gear in the fourth quarter and having a player like Donovan Mitchell that just feels inevitable where he he can go out and get those shots like that that's something that we've obviously had in the past when we had LeBron and and Mitchell is playing at that superstar type level where honestly he feels as inevitable as a mid-pod ad read on the chase down and support for this podcast and the following message comes from Zoom half a million businesses connect using Zoom a single platform for phone chat workspaces events apps and video zoom enables real-time collaboration for teams around the globe zoom how the world connects well done justin can we talk about kevin love for a minute we need to talk about kevin i i've I've been dying to talk about kevin (laughs) this man it just absolutely cooked him you know it's he truly is at the uh you know elite role player phase of his career where there are going to be some matchups that are just kind of sucky for him you know and they don't work. By the way, God, that uh, that uh, pass from Evan on the catch to feed uh, Evan down, uh, Evan to Kevin down low was God <laughs> damn amazing. Um, but you know, I think that you know, at, Kevin's at the point now where he might not be great against everyone, but the teams he's great against, it's just a cheat code. Like so, like not that many players on the Cavs had a good offensive game tonight, you know. But like when you have 16 threes between two dudes it doesn't matter (laughs) like 
he was, I mean, it was just so, so challenging. He was taking some really deep ones, um, really slipping, getting set, super smart. Just that he had them in prison all night. Like they had no chance against him. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. And you're right. Like it's at that point where if Kevin's got it going, you're going to ride that hot hand because what what the Cavs do well offensively, like you look at last year when running the the Garland, uh, Allen or, or Mobley pick and roll, like that was tough to take away even without that spacing. And, and now that you have Karis LeVert, who has really stepped up his game as a playmaker and, and kind of found ways to contribute uh, beyond the ups and downs of, of his individual shooting. Uh, now that you have that dynamicism on, on the court, uh, I think I just botched that word, but that's fine. Um, I was going to leave it be. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, it's late. We don't don't usually do post-game pods. Uh, but n- now that you have so many threats around, it's so hard to account for Kevin Love because he does have that quick trigger. He's able to pull up from so far behind the three-point line. And he, he just makes it so difficult. Like, the defense has to always account for him. And if you're late on that rotation, you know, like, you have to jump out because he's got the quick trigger. But he's going to do the escape dribble and, and get get himself an open three in those situations. And it's just inevitable. Like, he's such a valuable contributor. And, and he's got that IQ. He's got that veteran presence. And the thing I really like about this is you can see the influence the vets have on some of the younger guys like i'm seeing more and more kevin love in dean wade's game even though i think dean wade is starting to make a transition to being more of a wing like how about how about the little dribble reset for dean uh at the top of the arc that that, he hit that that, was kevin-esque that was the exact one i was thinking about and and it's fun that he's added that to his game while also adding more movement shooting and the types of stuff that allows him to play as a small forward and get that three-point rate up. It's can, nice. can I tell you this? I'm yeah. glad we didn't uh, attach multiple first-round picks to get off of Kevin Love's contract. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable saying that. And by the way, Very controversial I always thing. felt that way. Yeah. I was one of the only ones when things were as low as they got. I was like, this guy's still really good at basketball, guys. I've talked to your dog, man. <laughs> don't don't attach picks. Don't 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 play Twitter GM yeah. to try to dump a player who is good when our team is not that good yet. Like we didn't have the luxury to uh to to just dump Kevin Love then, and mm-hmm. and we are certainly reaping the benefits that Kobe Altman played the long game uh today. Yeah, 100%. But get, getting back to the point I was making, like, I, I love that little escape dribble scene in it with Dean Wade. I love seeing Jared Allen start to incorporate more of the hook shots. Uh, you can tell the Robin Lopez influence there. And I love that Donovan Mitchell is in guys' ears as Bro, they're walking back down the court. So much. He, he talks so much. And I, I can't help but feel having someone like that is going to benefit having Darius or it's going to benefit Darius. It's going to benefit all of these guys. You you got Ricky Rubio. You get uh, all these guys like they're, they're talking on the bench. They're talking as they're moving up and down the court. They're, if there was a mistake, it's not a bunch of kind of eye rolling and throwing up their arms. Like you can tell like Donovan's in Dean's uh, ear being like, hey, I need you to be a little more here in the corner when I'm driving there. Like the communication is at such a high level and you're seeing Evan and Jared be more vocal and, and, and it's infectious. And that is so important because a lot of these guys, like they were, they're quieter, right? They're quieter by nature, but just the desire to go out and win the desire to be better, the desire to be better than people even expect 
all of that stuff comes together to to kind of create this great culture where everyone's feeding off of one another and everyone um, is adding. Uh, what, what was the well analogy? Wasn't that Kobe that had that where we want guys to be a faucet? Oh, yeah. It was, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone be a faucet, not a drain. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I, I think it was something like, it's something along those lines. Most of the time we're prepared for the pod, but you know, that, that one just came to mind as I was talking. But, you know, like it, everyone is adding something to this team. And, and to me, that, that is so great to see as a fan. And it's one of those contributing factors that make you think, hey, this can continue. They can continue to exceed expectations. And I mean, there's going to be another test. You you look at the start of the season and the I think the only team they played that doesn't have playoff aspirations is Orlando. Like all these teams, like the Knicks got better adding Brunson and Hardenstein to a team that won 36 games last year. Like they are going to be better. That is not an easy out. And the, the, all these tests just seem to make the Cavs stronger and stronger as they go. Yeah, man. Uh, this is, uh, you know, they they, they got an, another big one on Wednesday. Boston's coming to town. Oh, I can't Cavs wait for that. Cavs will be fully rested. I really hope we see Darius back. I, but, I, you I know, have a feeling. In, I feel this is reckless speculation. Uh, no no sauces or nothing, but I, I feel like it's got to be right around the corner. It, it, everything's trending that way. I, I remember we quoted the uh, in-street clothes tweet, uh, lacerated eyelid. That the it's usually one to five games. Five was the most that had ever been missed. It's been five games now, Carter. We'll we'll see if Darius is going to set a new record or if he's going to make his return against the Boston Celtics because that would be a hell of a game for him to, to have his return to the lineup. Absolutely, I I just think you know this this early stretch winning games that you know are less than ideal like mm-hmm. tonight or you know beating Boston on the road without Darius like. These wins really, really matter, you know. The the and and we saw the the team, um, you know, have a have a big lead and and kind of fumble the bag down the stretch, obviously due to you know insane injuries last year. Yep. But like, while Miami is scuttling, while Philly is struggling, while Chicago is struggling, while Toronto is on a little bit of a downswing, like, yep. get yourself a pad, give yourself some room. Uh, in case you do get bit by the injury bug again, in case you do have a stretch where things just ain't clicking right. So like, you know, I really, I really hope that they kind of keep attacking each matchup. Like, obviously if they lose to Boston, you know, there's no shame in losing to Boston. Um, uh, but like it would be so valuable before you go play the piston go, you know, before you go on a road trip and play a bunch of teams who are also struggling, yeah, because they're pl- they're going to Detroit, who by the way just took a big dub against the Warriors. So they're probably riding high, but then you go at the Lakers, at the Clippers, who are not playing particularly good basketball right now, at the Kings, who only have one win, and at the Warriors, who I believe are three and three on the year. So yeah. like, like these, there are big names that they're playing early in the season, but these teams are not all like clicking on all cylinders. So like, get your wins now, get yourself that pad, jump out to a a 10 and two start or something like that, because that's just going to give you the kind of room to, uh, to, to absorb, you know, when other teams start hitting back. Yeah. And, and uh, to, to clarify, cause I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I think what you're saying is, well, we can't count any of these as wins. Cause all of these teams are really talented and, and all you winnable. Look, 
and you you look at at Detroit like knocking off the Warriors and, and there's countless examples look what Utah's doing like there are no easy matchups and you can't count any of these games as wins but it's so important to really close out and recognize the opportunity you have because when you give yourself this cushion when you go out and you win five games without Darius Garland that allows you to play it safer too right like hey if somebody needs rest we know we have the depth to make up for that. We, we don't have to rush guys back from injury. We can make sure that Ricky Rubio has time to practice with the team and, and get fully up to speed, uh, get a bunch of practices in so that it's less of a uh, there's less rust once he gets into the lineup because he's been prepped. He, he's been in all the film studies. He's had some practices like you can really take your time because you do have this depth and you've built up a cushion. So that's why it's so important to get these wins and, and to really continue to perform at a high level because injuries are going to happen. You are going to go through droughts, right? Like Donovan Mitchell, Darius, every single player on this roster is going to have stretches where they just don't have it. They, they don't have the legs. They don't shoot well on any given night. And you never know when that's going to happen. And you never know when another team is just going to get insanely hot and, and make you pay. So uh, getting that cushion early on and and especially winning these games uh, against teams that are going to be in the, this race, like getting road wins against Chicago and Boston, like that is really, really important. But it's less important if you don't hold serve and win your home games against those teams, too. So this is a real, real opportunity for the Cavs uh, to put some space uh, between them and Boston to basically guarantee that there's not going to be the head to head tiebreaker. Uh, Boston can't get that if the Cavs beat them on Wednesday. So um, there's a lot riding for a, an early season game, the the seventh game of the year. Yeah, and also I just hate Boston, Justin, and I can't help it. They <laughs> they just get they just riled me up in a way I just can't I can't quite <laughs> wrap my head around, and I never will be able to understand why. I mean, it was to the point where I was I was rooting for the Warriors in the finals last year. I don't yeah, know you, why. You, that, I was I'm I'm still. I, I still got some gripes with you over that. I, well, I just listen. The heart wants what the heart wants. I think logically, I thought I would be <laughs> at best indifferent, but I think you know you can't you can't shut your brain off. By the way, Evan Mobile. Oh, I beg to differ. I shut my brain off on a daily basis. What I'm saying is, it, it the unconscious mind seeps <laughs> into the conscious mind. Uh, real quick, I wanted to know: Does it feel like Evan Mobley is averaging a full point per game more than he did last year? Because I didn't even look realize it till today. He's a, he's really having a nice offensive season so far. Yeah, you you know you can tell he's starting to have his legs back. Um, he, he's back in game shape. Like he, he's making a difference out there, and I I think it's noteworthy in the Orlando and Boston game in particular. They went to him a fair bit in the fourth quarter when they needed a bucket. It's not like hey we're we're up fifteen. We can kind of experiment. Evan, go create. Against Orlando, it was, hey, we're dumping the ball into you at 18 feet. Go create for us. We need a bucket. And I think he had seven points in the, the fourth quarter against Boston as well. Uh, had an assist and, and kind of acted as that offensive hub. Like, he is making plays when it really matters. And and the defense was back on point uh, t tonight uh, against the Knicks. Like, uh, had a block and a steal. Uh, he's had at least one block and steal in every game. Uh, over this winning streak, uh, he, he's out there. The the field goal percentage is up. Uh, I think I kind of jinxed him on the free throws uh, he heading into those Orlando and Boston games, but he made all of his free throws against the Knicks. Evan Mobley has been really, really good. And you're 
you're starting to see all of those flashes that, that he's added to his game. That he still needs to be stronger with the ball. I, I'd like to see the, the rebounding be a little more consistent. He, he can get bumped off his spots, but you can tell he's a more fluid offensive player than he was in the past. Yeah, uh, and I think if you have a gripe, it's it's the boards uh, so far and the fouling. It's been a little bit more than it has been in the past. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, I do think that we are seeing growth there, and it, it it's just really exciting, man. How about this team? How about the vibes, man? We got 400 people hanging out with us live Holy uh, on YouTube, uh, which is crazy. I think it might be a chase down record outside of media day. Uh, so, you know, thank you guys so much for listening in. This is, this is awesome, and I think it's very representative of the vibes, Justin. It, it absolutely is. And I think this is also just a good time to just thank everyone. Uh, we Obviously, we, we went on our trip to Cleveland uh, over, in this last week, and, and it was just everyone that, that either came out to the meetups, uh, that talked to us when, when we were out on the street and whatnot. Uh, it really means a lot. Um, we would have got to it sooner, but I, I don't like to be self-indulgent at the top of the podcast. I like being self-indulgent later on, uh, but honestly, it, it really, really meant a lot. Um, big shout out to the Cavs uh, for, for making it all possible as well. Uh, continue to to love what we've they been able to create. They take good care of us. And they, thank they you take... to Kaylee. Kaylee was a great podcast, man. Ka- Kaylee was a great guest. I, I was going to say, I, I apologize that we didn't get an audio version of that podcast up. Uh, it's only because can... I'm unprofessional. Yeah, and I was traveling, but uh, anytime you have kind of a regular season lull in the podcasting, uh, I want to at least get the apology up. We will be back to doing two pods a week uh, this week. Uh, We'll be going again on Tuesday as well, Uh, but massive, massive thanks to you guys, and I I love where the vibes are at right now. The the Chase Down family has been great. Carter, before we go, I I just feel like we haven't talked enough Dean Wade. Uh, yeah, because... let let let's let let's let Dean be the hammer segment because I... this man has been playing some really good basketball for us. I mean, the second half against Boston with the clamps on uh, on, on Tatum down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought I think that the three pointer has looked every bit as fluid as that first preseason game yeah. uh, foretold. Um, even when he's still going to have very low volume games every now and again. But I think he's getting to the point now as a shooter where he is starting to impact that gravity. Um, and I just think he's been he's just been everything the Cavs have ever needed him to be, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, literally, he's never once let them down. And I think, you know, he's really earning his keep in the starting lineup. He really is. And he's shown enough. Like when you when you go out and you make an offseason move like adding Donovan Mitchell. It feels so great when they come in and automatically make you look smart as a franchise. And Dean Wade signing a, a three-year extension prior to the season. And then he comes in, he's playing 25 minutes a night, averaging j- just under 11 points, shooting almost 66% from the field and 63% from three. Uh, he's increased his attempts. Hitting uh, threes from all parts of the arc too, man. It's yeah. not just It's not just one wing that you can keep in there. He's hitting movement threes. He's hitting catch and shoot threes. Uh, he he's pumping, driving, and then kicking back out to generate threes. Yep. Man, he, he's been great, and he's looking more mobile. Like he actually looks more mobile on the offensive end than the defensive end. Like I, I think the lateral quickness it's starting to come back a little more as he gets his conditioning, but it doesn't seem 
quite yet to be where it was last season because I, I think he was really good. But his help defense and rim protection has been significant. Like, I, I think that really mattered. Like, when you're going Evan and Kevin Love out there on the offensive end of the court to, to close out this game, having Dean Wade that can rotate as a help defender is really significant. Like, it, it, he basically played power forward at times on the defensive end of the court. And his movement shooting is so much better. Uh, he's averaging uh, one and a half assists per game. He's moving the ball, making the right team plays. And uh, JB said at the start of the season how they kind of had their core seven guys and they wanted to have four of those guys on the court at all times. And I think the, the assumption at that time was Isaac Okoro was one of them, especially with how he played in the, the preseason. But with Okoro like, kind of still struggling on the, the offensive end, I kind of feel like Dean is now that guy. Like he, He's one of the seven right now that needs to be in the rotation no matter what. Because when Garland comes back, it's going to be Karis LeVert playing at the small forward position. He's been playing really good team basketball. Uh, the, the shooting will come and go, but as long as he's really contributing on defense uh, and, and that the, the assists and the ball movement and, and pushing the pace, as long as he's doing all the things that JB is asking of him, he's probably going to remain in that role. But Dean Wade needs to remain as a significant part of the rotation because there's not Steady. a... There's not a whole lot more you want from a rotation player. Like he, he's out there playing like Deanie and Finney Smith. Like he, he's like one of <laughs> you. You were excited for. Don't pretend you weren't excited for that. Yeah, I, I've been waiting to to work that one in. But like he, he's one of those guys that you know is a forward that can play both the three and the four. He can give you good defense at both of those positions. He gives you the spacing and the shooting you want. Like this is exactly what the Cavs wanted, and when they want to go to the tall ball lineup and replicate what they were able to do with Lowry Markkinen, Dean Wade playing like this allows them to do that. And I, I just look at that three-year extension that they gave him at the start of the year, and, and especially when all those other stealing. dudes meant, like It looks like a steal. And, and this is a guy that you want to have around. Like he, he just completes so many different lineups, and that is such a luxury to have. And again, it's the growth, the internal growth of the player development that you see with guys like Dean Wade that allows you to find value in the margins. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm always rooting for guys to go out there and get paid. And like, I, I want to see Darius make an all-star team and, and, you know, like get get those incentives that are out there. Like when, when guys are, are doing their best, you have to find value in the margins in other spots and finding guys like Dean Wade, developing players like Dean Wade. Like you hope that Isaiah Mobley can, can be a guy like that in the future that with some time with the charge, with the player development, he can step in like finding and developing these guys is such a difference maker from a team. Is that Luke Travers music? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I forgot about Luke. Luke's been looking good. A lot good. of good highlights, man. That's all I'm saying. He, he's That's doing some, all I'm saying. He's doing some fun stuff in the NBL. I, I'm I'm not enough of a sicko to like be like watching those games back or anything like I'm that. I'm watching or, the highlights though. I'm checking them out. It, hey, they're noteworthy. Our, our, our man is uh, making it rain in the down under. So that, Australian that's, Draymond, man. It, it's just so nice when the two big offensive contributors, Jetty and Levert, that, that have really been making a difference, when both of those guys are off and... Just nothing. They got nothing out of those guys tonight. Uh, Levert did give you the assist. Sure, but, sure. But 121 points with one made field goal between the two of them. Yeah. 
and you're not going to be as dependent on those guys once Darius is back. But the fact that you can weather the storm, get wins against teams that all have playoff aspirations, and you have Dean and Kevin step up like that. That to me is so exciting. You, you have Mobley doing more like uh, Jared Allen didn't even get double digit points and he can do that. Like he he, he had some massive games over the stretch. So yeah, Jared just, and Evan don't have their number one accelerant offensively <laughs> on the floor yet. Man, this is such a great place to be in it. it, it I did not expect a five and one start. I didn't expect a five and one start fully healthy. I certainly didn't expect it uh, w- with Garland out. And man, th- this has been really, really impressive. And again, I, I-, I want to say a five and one start with all five wins by either double digits or like at least nine points. I think. Yeah. Again, I think a lot of credit has to go to JB Beckerstaff. And I mean, if if this type of consistency continues, I think. JB is going to be in the coach of the year race. I think Kobe needs to be in the executive of the year race. Like I, I think Donovan is going to be competing for a, a high spot on those all NBA teams. Like that this pace that they're setting early on has really, really set the tone. And like you said, it still doesn't feel like they're playing great basketball. Like it, it feels like there's still so much more room for growth. And, and that's one of the really encouraging things right now. Yes, it is, buddy. Feels good. Feels good to be a Cavs fan at this time of, time of year. I'll tell you that much. Feels great to be a Cavs fan. It feels great to be getting all this support. Thank you, everyone that, that's tuning in live on YouTube. We really, really do appreciate all the love and support. Make sure you like and su- subscribe. Click the notification bell so you know when we're going live. If you're listening via podcast, leave us a rating, leave a review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and help cook those books. If you want to be part of the Chase Downs exclusive Discord chat, send a screenshot of that review to chasedownpod at gmail.com. However you choose to support us, we really do appreciate it. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And until next time, Joe Cans. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.